video is the best medium for telling stories. I mean, books are great. I love books. I've read a lot of books. When someone's online trying to buy something, they're not going to read your book. They're probably not even going to read your webpage. And even if they do, it's really hard to communicate that visceral, emotional story that exists ideally in your customer testimonials or even explainer videos. There's a time and a place for all those things, but video is unparalleled in its ability to tell stories. Alrighty, folks, welcome to the State of Customer Storytelling podcast, the show that is all about helping you get the download on the most current practices and strategies related to customer marketing and customer storytelling. The State of Customer Storytelling is brought to you by Testimonial Hero. Testimonial Hero helps over 300 B2B software companies easily create stunning video testimonials that close deals faster. You can view examples and find out more at testimonialhero.com. Today on the show, we have Alex Dunn, Director of Demand Generation at Levelset. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Sam. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely. And the first question I wanted to ask you is, what's your favorite way to leverage customer stories in your in your marketing plan where do you personally find the most value when it comes to customer storytelling am i allowed to say at all points of the journey i mean i think i think that there's an element of having your customer's voice everywhere from before anyone knows about your brand all the way to the day that they are you know signing the contract um depending on on what awareness they have of your brand or what awareness they have of the pain that your brand solves. I think that hearing from customers um, either at a, at a soft sell way or a no sell way all the way to, hey, you got to check this out is going to be, uh, that's the best place to use it everywhere. I love it. And um, just to give folks a little more context uh, on your background, tell me a little bit about, you know, tell us a little bit about your current role and you know, what you're focused on at, at Level Set. And I also know, congratulations, um, there was just a big acquisition uh, by Procore as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was that was an exciting time uh, to be alive. Last October, uh, Level Set, uh, which is a SaaS service for construction payment professionals. So people in construction who manage the, the complexity of payment. Um, it's kind of esoteric and uh, niche, but it's very, very interesting as you peel back the onion. Um, we were acquired by Procore, who's kind of the 800-pound gorilla in the construction tech space. Uh, it was the second largest uh, acquisition in construction tech. Um, so we're, we're really excited and it's really fun. Uh, I've been at Level Set for over four years, um, doing a variety of different marketing roles. And most recently, the last two and a half years or so, my role has been very focused on the very top of the funnel, uh, driving eyeballs and as many eyeballs as possible to our website by producing content at an alarming rate. And I want to focus in on that, you know, driving eyeballs, because I, we were talking in the pre-show a little bit about user generated content and you know how uh, at level set you all have actually you know created uh, or really prioritized a way to you know get you know get content created you know featuring your customers and it, it's not a endorsement necessarily it's not a, a testimonial but at the same time it, it is you know user generated content it is customer content and 
I want to dig into that, you know, from a couple different angles, but just to at first and foremost, you know, what was the idea behind that? Why, why did you all want to, you know, spearhead that initiative? Yeah, I, I don't think that there's an exact simple answer here um, other than at our core, you know, I, don't, I believe that no one cares about level set. And I think that every marketer should believe that no one cares about your brand, but people do care about themselves. And when you can get the community of your target audience talking together, um, and it's it's more of like them talking to their peers versus someone talking to them about a brand, it becomes um, a lot more genuine and excellent. So when when I started in the content realm of Level Set, um, we we knew we had three different types of content we could use to drive as much traffic as possible. And every year we try and double our, our organic traffic year over year. We're always trying to double our traffic, trying to get more and more eyeballs. And we can do that by producing our own content, which we call level set generated content. That's your your blogs and your topic pages and your helpful guides, everything that you create as a brand to deliver help um, or deliver you know valuable content to your customers. Then you have user generated content. And that's like, that's the magic. That's where we get into that customer stuff where the users on your website can start contributing content to your little content universe. So that's people asking questions, leaving comments, leaving reviews, like all these different ways you can collect content. Um, we even go to the extent that we kind of award people in the industry for doing great jobs and we interview them and we use their like interview content about how they got great at their jobs to produce content. Um, we have people who are have been in the industry for 20 years who we have um, teach webinars to other people in the industry. And it's this idea of using that user-generated content to foster a community, which then gets more people to come in and learn from the community and contribute more. And it's like a virtuous cycle. And then the third type of content is data-driven content, which is content that we um, either create or display based on data that flows through our system or data that we go and get from the market. So those are our three major buckets of content. And I guess like the one we want to zoom in on in this customer conversation here is about that user generated content. And it's really a huge part of our, of our play. Um, last year, we had over 150 experts from the industry come in and either teach a class, write a blog post, write a guide, um, or, or do one, one thing or another within that user generated content world. And even within those, they're not talking about our brand at all. They're talking peer to peer to the others in the industry to provide that help. And we have a few little sayings that I'll mention that kind of like feed this content machine that we built. One is more comma more, where we're all like the more content we create, the luckier we get. And the other is help first, sell second. So we're very, very focused on that help first content. Um, and when we go and make decisions around what content we want to create, we use some like pretty good SEO muscles around like what are people searching for? What are they looking for? Where do people need help? But also like our main North Star principle is what will be the most helpful thing to someone who's struggling with XYZ problem or challenge? That's such a good principle. And in terms of the industry experts, the 150 industry experts that you all involved, tell me a little more about that. I'm curious, like, are those like, are some of them pro like prospects that you like to sell to? Or is it like, you know, some are, are, are prospects, some are just, you know, maybe more like analysts or partners or like, how does that break down? And how do you sort of think about that whole mix of, you know, the benefits, because I'm sure there's a relationship building component as well, in addition to the, you know, the content, but yeah, I'd love to hear, yeah. How do you guys think about that? 
Well, the way it breaks down, which I think was your first question, was probably pretty evenly across the board. Um, there are plenty of people that are, are not at all involved in level set um, as a customer or don't pay us or anything. Um, there are a couple that are you know, kind of industry pros, like construction lawyers um, who aren't customers at all, but like they love our audience and what they have to teach and, and be able to provide that help and that value to our audience is really valuable. So I guess the way we think about it, again, like kind of coming back to this idea of a community um, that can kind of help each other, you know, like I've been in the industry of, of construction payments, whatever that is for, you know, four years, but there are so, there's like so much more for me to learn. I don't know. I don't deal with the the pains firsthand the same way people in the industry do that have been doing this for 20, 20 years, 30 years. Um, and what they have to say is is way more valuable. And and they're proud of that. Like if you've been in an industry for more than 10 years, like you are proud of what you've learned and what you're able to teach other people. And there's a huge feeling of giving back, I think, that's present in construction. It's a very relationship heavy business. Um, and we position everything we do around user-generated content as giving back. We're trying to give them a platform to act as thought leaders. We're trying to give them an opportunity to network with peers. And we're trying to just like give all this information that can be created and this like shared knowledge or unshared knowledge and make it shared um, through our, our various content programs. That's such a great point. And I want to underscore it. It's that, it's that two-way exchange of value, right? And I think what I'm taking away from this is like, you know, as marketers, you know, when, whether it's a, a customer, uh, an industry expert, um, you know, the, you know, first of all, to your point, you know, help first, you know, sell second. And it's like, you know, how, and then it's like, how can we make this a two-way exchange of value? You know, whether it's, you know, UGC content, customer content, it's all about, um, yeah, make, you know, helping that person achieve what they want to achieve as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a great book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. And there's some principles in there that are kind of like no brainer. But there's also just this kind of mental framework that you develop after spending enough time with the book um, that I push on everyone on my team. When, you know, if, if you have ever gone to go get a testimonial, which if you're listening to this this podcast, you probably have tried to go and get a customer testimonial and you have to ask for something. You're, you're making an ask. You, you're, a, you're a taker. And in almost every one of those situations, if you kind of take a step back and think like, how can I frame this as me giving them an opportunity to do something? Um, and, and there's almost always an opportunity to do that where you're not asking for, hey, can I have a day of your time for filming or 30 minutes of your time for a Zoom interview um, where you can say like, hey, I want to give you the chance to talk to your peers about how you got so damn good at your job. Like there's always kind of a cool way to frame it. Um, and then when you start doing it at scale and you're starting to show that content of your customers, you're trying to really extract knowledge from the industry and put it out there as a resource. Oh, good stuff starts to happen pretty fast. That's absolutely true. And, and you know, such, a, I think, a reoccurring um, topic on the show and, you know, this idea of, you know, the different things that can can motivate your advocates and pure recognition in is 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 powerful and um you know it's also valuable right it's it's valuable if someone you know if you're going to someone and you're you know honestly being like hey like we want to hold you up as a example you know as one of our lighthouse accounts you know shine a light on you like 
you know, hold you up as an example of best practices in your industry, that is extremely, you know, that content that's created, that's extremely valuable for that individual's, you know, personal brand, professional brand, right? So exactly. um, such a good, uh, such a good point there. Yeah. And, and just to kind of like tag on a little bit there at the end, um, I, I, another book I'll recommend to the audience is uh, The Power of Moments by uh, Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Um, brothers that write these great kind of marketing framework books. Uh, Made to Stick is like another one of my favorites by them. But the power of moments uses this framework. Uh, it's called the Epic Framework, where you want to create a moment that has elevation, pride, insight, and connection. And mm. if you can create a moment like that, which you very much can um, in these interactions with your customers, and give them an epic moment, show like give them the pride that they should feel as an expert. Um, show that they have insight that other people don't. Connect them with other people by by taking that content that they created and putting it in front of your whole audience. Um, which one am I missing? Elevation. So yeah, like mm. you, can you make it an elevated moment? Can you bring them a mm. swag bag? Can you take them out to lunch or, or cater lunch for them? Like, what is the thing that kind of elevates the moment and ties it all together? Uh, it's a great book and it's a great framework to use um, when you go to take your customer and make them the hero of um, the story that you want to tell as a brand. Um, we actually call people who you know come to our website and leave a review, um, when they leave a good one, we're like, that's a payment hero. We call them payment heroes. And we have a definition for what a payment hero is at level set. Um, and it's these people that are the most informed, the most knowledgeable, um, the least stressed, like they're, they're bringing in the bacon for, for their business in an industry where payments are very hard to chase. Hmm. I love that. And we'll put that link, that book in the show notes um, for everyone. And that's definitely one that that I'm going to be checking out. And uh, just a great, super simple, but powerful four-letter framework, Epic. You mentioned reviews, and I, I wanted to transition to that um, in terms of, I know, you know, we were, you were mentioning you have uh, a really unique kind of uh, cultural process where you know, you actually, you're actually, you know, as part of your review initiatives, you're also leveraging, you're leveraging reviews, sharing every single review internally, you know, be, and tell me a little bit about, you know, how you do that, you know, and why you do that. It's a good question. Um, as a business, we've always been very service focused um, and, and we have a channel in Slack called the WOW channel and um, we're, we love to create WOW moments. And this kind of bubbled up after we we landed a huge customer. Uh, this was before my time. We, we landed a gigantic you know enterprise customer and we totally dropped the ball. Um, we, we failed and we lost the customer and we got like, I don't even know, like religious about creating wow moments for our customers and wowing them. And we started using Trustpilot, which is, you know, one of the handful of review sites out there. Um, if you don't use one, I'd recommend that you do. It's a great way um, to not only show off your brand to people who are interested in it, but also to create that positive validation of your support teams or your customer success teams that are busting their ass every single day to try and like deliver a great experience to your customer and, and get that upsell, get that retention, uh, prevent the churn, all that stuff. Um, so we started using Trustpilot. Uh, not a huge fan of them as a company. I've had some, some off-color experiences with them. And, and just to clarify, you you all, you, you guys use Trustpilot. Is that because you sell to more like an SMB 
audience and that's just a, a lines i think we used it because it was like the the big one at the time and we just started mm-hmm. using it and then like once you start using it you kind of like can't transfer out which is right. one of the things i was like that's oh, kind of annoying but anyway um just the other week we had our three thousandth review five star wow. review from a customer um when i started we had like 400 um, four years ago. So we've gotten several thousand over the last few years. And uh, like I said, when someone leaves a five-star review or any review for that matter, I like to think they're all five-star reviews because it seems, it feels like that. There's so many of them. Um, it gets piped into our wow channel on Slack. And then whoever earned the review gets to put a, a photograph of Taylor Swift on the Taylor wall. So in our office, we actually have over 3000 photographs of Taylor Swift paste it on the wall. And it's like this great experience where you you earned, you you worked your ass off, you created an epic or a wow moment for someone. And they took time out of their day to talk about how we helped them or how they're helped. And it's a, it's a major positivity boost within in the company and the team. People celebrate it and react to it. I mean, our Taylor 3000 party, there was so much confetti everywhere. You know, there's, there's champagne being popped. Um, so we really celebrate those moments internally, not because like, woohoo, we checked off the box of 3000, but we literally created 3000 of those payment heroes. We see our direct impact of how we can bring a little bit of happiness to the people in the industry that are mainly stressed out about managing payments. That's so interesting because I think a lot of people, a lot of companies and brands, you know, kind of have this kind of branded term for their, you know, employees, right? You know, and, and maybe you guys do as well. Um, and But actually, I think less of them have like this kind of branded hero term for for their customers. And it's it's powerful when you can kind of create that that shared language and, you know, that, you know, just makes everything more, more meaningful and, and kind of branding it. And then secondly, like, I, I love the, the Slack channel integration because you're right. Like a lot of, t- a lot of people working on the product are fairly far away, you know, well, in some cases, very far away from the customer, right. If we're talking about, you know, engineering and stuff, and then other people, you know, dealing with the customer might only deal with them when it's like putting out fires, right. Like, like support or, you know, success sometimes. So like, I, it's so powerful just to remind everyone, like we are making a difference here and like automating it is, is just, is the key. And I, I hope that people listen to this and think of how, how can I do something super simple just pipe it into slack every time xyz happens yeah yeah it's uh it's really cool and like you said people in engineering people in different offices people that aren't on the front lines working with the customers seeing this on a daily basis like on an hourly basis sometimes it's just like it you can feel the momentum and the desire to like want to go get another five-star review by making your code that much better by making your marketing program that much cuter or your social posts that much like snappier. Um, there, there's so many little things, that momentum of five-star reviews and customers coming in, like I said, taking time out of their busy day because you actually help them. And it's so much more creative, you know, of a solution than just saying, Hey, like, we'll, you know, we'll give you like, if you get a review, we'll give you like, you know, a gift card or something, right? There, I, I like, I have no idea where the Taylor Swift, you know, Genesis story came from, but I, I like that it's like a creative and different thing that it's like something unique to, you know, to you guys and your culture. And it just makes it, it's just such a, become such a cool, you know, kind of cultural reinforcing activity. 
Yeah, I actually don't even fully remember the story of how it started, but I, I just remember one day there were like a couple of tailors on the wall, and then like a couple of weeks later there was like a hundred, and then all of a sudden it went from one wall to another wall to another wall, and just like it's spreading, like uh, I'll say wildfire, I suppose. I don't know what the yeah. what what spreads that you don't like or that is like positive <laughs> these days. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is really cool and very bizarre. You can check it out on our Instagram. I think it's uh, Level Side Life is the Instagram handle. And there might even be uh, Instagram called Level Swift, which is all the level set Taylor Swift content. Mm. Our director of support was really into Taylor Swift. And I don't know how or why it came out this way, but it's a very big part of our culture for for one reason or another. Um, I don't even listen to Taylor Swift that often. Like, don't hate me for it. I think she's great, <laughs> but I don't, I don't put her on all the time. But I feel like I want to because it's just really part of the company. Absolutely. Switching gears to talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about reviews. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, video because I know, you know, you guys have done quite a lot of video, both with us as well as, you know, internally Mm -hmm. uh, as well and kind of built up that, you know, that competency as well. How do you think about just like video as, as a medium when it comes to, you know, customer stories and, what do you what what do you particularly i guess appreciate about video um it's a good question i mean i don't know how obvious this is to everyone but i feel like it's super obvious is that like video is the best medium for telling stories i mean books are great i love books i read a lot of books um but when someone's online trying to buy something they're not going to read your book they're probably not even going to read your web page um and even if they do it's really hard to communicate that visceral emotional story that exists ideally in your, your customer testimonials or, or even explainer videos. Um, you can show without telling, you can tell with a, a feeling and emotion, you can lay down video or like a audio that elevates all of it. Um, you can play with the pacing to like, and there's just all these things you can do that's very hard to do with text um, or with infographics or um, anything like that, eBooks, you name it. There's a time and a place for all those things. I love, I love all types of content equally, um, but video is unparalleled in its ability to tell stories. And I know you always like to say this, Sam, uh, whoever tells the best story wins. And like, how are you gonna compete when you don't have an awesome story? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree. And the other thing that I, I mean, the other thing that's great about video is like video is sort of the the master medium where like you can, you can always take your video and you can pull the transcript, use that to write your case studies. You can pull quotes from that for your slides and your sales decks. But like, you know, it doesn't work in the reverse. Like you can't take like a uh, you know, a written case study and all of a sudden turn it into, you know, a video, at least mm-hmm. with like the emotion of a real person, uh, you know, on yeah. camera. Right. So like, I, I personally, like, as like, as marketers right now, like, you know, we're all focused on, you know, um, creating more great content and doing more with the content that we have, like this whole idea of like atomizing content, like breaking it up, you know, micro content, yeah. making it more snackable. And I think, you know, video just lends itself to that because you have these, all these different layers and then, you know, you can split off like audiograms, you can split off text, but yeah, it's, it doesn't work um, the other way around in most cases. That's for sure. 
And I'll also say one thing I thought about while you were kind of talking through that was, you know, if, if anyone who's listening to this has ever done any type of like video testimonial or conversation with a customer, it's those unscripted moments that you couldn't write if you tried where you, your heart like beats a little faster. You kind of get like cold chills because they send the line of your marketing that you've never written and you didn't know existed because they have such a personal experience that you as like the marketer or salesperson, like we do everything we can to connect with our customer, but we're not our customer. And the way that they feel, if you ask the right question and they just like say that one thing that you never even thought of, but is so damn true. You're like, oh my God, this was worth it. Every penny like video is not easy to make. Like it's almost always better to hire someone to go do it for you. And I've seen a lot of companies, I've failed a lot of this my, myself trying to trying to you know do it myself. It's hard to get the right questions to elicit the right responses. And when they come with the right questions and someone's speaking from the heart and they're loosened up and, and letting it roll, man, they say stuff that you're like, okay, I need to go to my homepage and change the first, you know, I need to like go drop that quote in and change my value prop because they, they know it better than I did. Yeah. It's when it comes to like the positioning and the, you know, customer research aspects, it's so powerful. Right. And, and kind of going back to like, you know, the video versus text, I think a lot of, you know, marketers, you know, when they just go to get like a text quote, they might even, you know, write it for, you know, sometimes that's kind oh, of yeah. the old fashioned way. You know, it used to be very common. It's like, I'm guilty I'll of write it. a quote and like, you know, get it approved. And, but like, and, it, and it's exactly what you think you want, but by, by going that route and sometimes customers will even ask about, sure, like, you know, show me something and I'll approve it. Like whatever, like I don't have time, mm-hmm. but like by taking that shortcut, you know, we, we miss out on, the kind of serendipity uh, that you know actually occurs from having those those you know more thoughtful conversations, like you said. Yeah, and and they usually like peel back the onion a little bit on why. Um, sometimes you don't even ask the right question, and and they like go down the path and, and talk about their reason for making this decision to buy your software or, or use your service, and you're like, oh. I literally never even thought about that use case. So it's, it's it's really interesting. I mean, you get a lot from the experience of creating customer content and then like the experience of actually being part of the creation versus like just the outcome, which is why you're doing it in the first place is to get it in front of more people. Um, so it's kind of like a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. And, and what about any tips for any marketing leaders who, you know, they, they like what they're hearing and they, they want to kind of, get caught up or really, you know, dive in with their um, customer storytelling strategy, you know, what perspective or, you know, advice would you give for someone who's kind of, you know, in the earlier days or, you know, just getting started? Where should they get started? That's a good question. Every business is so different. I'm having a hard time thinking of like, what would, should anyone do? Um, A few times, you know, I've, I've tried to do, I've, Biting off more than you can chew is never a good idea. Like if you can get, you know, if you were to start today, I'd say work with someone who knows how to make great testimonials and get one made. Find a customer that is most similar to, you know, like if you're about to do a customer story, like you probably have some product marketing fundamentals. You know who your persona is, like figure out who that core persona is, 
find the customer that is that core persona as much as possible and go and create one story. Go and interview them for 30 minutes with a good production team and and get some help writing some great questions um, and take it from there. Like it's always a learning experience when you go and listen to that. And you know, sometimes you get a dud customer. I've, I've, I've interviewed some people and be like, Ooh, that was a little weird. Like they were not ready for that. Um, you know, find people that want to be on camera, find people that love your product and, and want to help other people like them with the challenge that your, your product solves. So finding the right person and just starting just paralysis by analysis, trying to do a five video storytelling, like sure. Like if you want a discount to get a five video package or anything like that, like go for it, but don't do them all at once because you're going to learn so much from that first experience. That's like pretty invaluable. And then you can, each one will be like 20% better than the one behind it. I love the tip of, especially around just like focusing on, you know, your, your most important persona. And it's just such a simple, you know, actionable tip. It's like, well, if, if you're just getting started with, you know, customer stories, customer videos, the best thing you can do is create, is understand, you know, who your, you know, your ICP is, your ideal customer profile and like make that, you know, video testimonial, you know, align with that ICP, right? Because that's how it's just going to be the most useful. That's gonna, how it's going to fit into the most campaigns. That's how it's going to be used in the most sales situations. Right. And that's how it's going to be like highest leverage, right? Definitely. The other thing is like, hey, if you don't know that, if you don't have product marketing in in the bag, like find a place where all your customers are going to be, try and get a couple of them in a low budget way. Like I've, I've seen a lot of people do that. I did it just last week. I was in Texas. Um, we were having a community event where we just invited a bunch of members of our community. There weren't even that many customers there, but it was just people within the credit management world. And um, we grabbed two quick testimonials from people because we were just standing there you know, pull out your iPhone, ask them a couple questions, just get started. Like you're going to start seeing really great stuff. Um, and then when you're ready, you know, working with the testimonial hero or some, some sort of agency that is designed for this customer storytelling, customer content, they're going to make your life a lot easier. At least in my experience. I mean, every marketer ever is really busy all the time with too many things that sales needs that the, you know, revenue teams looking for, CEOs asking about, um, just get started. Yeah. I love that. Alex, this has been great for folks who, you know, want to, you know, get in touch with you or have any questions at all. Uh, what's the best way, um, for people to uh, connect with you? Well, I'm a hermit. Don't, don't contact me. <laughs> no, I'm just LinkedIn, kidding. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can send me an email. Uh, I'm Alex Dunn at gmail.com. I am A-L-E-X-D-U-N-N at gmail.com. Um, I'm also in the demand curve Slack community um, for marketers. Uh, you can DM me there. It's just at Alex Dunn. I can give you my crypto wallet if you want to send me some, some cryptocurrency. Just kidding. I might take you up on that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how the market recovers. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Alex. Yeah. Always a pleasure to chat and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Well, again, thank you for having me on here. Thank you for uh, spreading the gospel of, of customer content. It's been a really powerful driver in my business, both internally talking to the teams and externally. Um, and I think, you know, the more, the more we do it, the more our CEO gets like salivating and like greedy about getting more of it. Um, the flywheel is spinning over here and we're, we're not going to stop making customer content anytime soon. I love it. 
All right, folks, that's been another great episode of the State of Customer Storytelling. A couple things just to highlight. A couple awesome book recommendations by Alex, Give and Take by Adam Grant, uh, Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath, you know, that two-way exchange of value when you're asking your, your customer for anything. Don't just make it an ask. I love the level set, you know, mantra uh, of help first, sell second. Uh, and that this idea of not just uh, customer uh, content, but actually, you know, user generated content and, you know, or just like industry content, getting, you know, 150 plus industry experts involved. Um, a couple other things that we, you know, really hit on, you know, the power of video and, and how, you know, the power of atomizing video. Also, um, customer reviews and culture and making uh, and morale and kind of making, you know, using customer reviews and celebrating customer reviews and actually using customer reviews to kind of boost morale and create, you know, wow moments internally. Um, this has been, uh, again, the state of customer storytelling brought to you by Testimonial Hero. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.